great, Louise. It's great. Uh, so welcome again. Um, yeah, it's lovely to have friends, family, different folks with us today. Um, if you uh, haven't been with us in the last few weeks, um, you won't know that we've um, been on a, a series of journeys uh, through this month, through Advent. And today we're thinking about the journey of the shepherds. Um, I've been given new instructions by Andy about how to make this work, so let's hope it does. Thank you. Um, so the journey of the shepherds. Let's think about that this morning. Um, I wonder if you've ever seen the Aurora Borealis. Anybody ever seen that? A few folk? A few folk, yeah. They're sometimes called the Northern Lights, as they're, as they're sometimes called primarily because they're often seen in the Northern Hemisphere, um, in the northern part of the Northern Hemisphere. In fact, this time last year, I had the joy of being able to see them in the Arctic Circle, visiting my Norwegian brother, as I call him. I remember some years ago in the United States, I was with some friends who, who were American friends who lived there, and we were out driving at night when all of a sudden, out of the blue, we saw what to me were eerie green lights swooping across literally about half of the sky that I could see. I was really shocked. I was really quite scared. I kind of thought maybe Jesus was coming back or something. I really, I, I just had no idea what was happening. Um, and, and my friends then explained to me what was going on. They'd seen the Aurora Borealis before. Um, and I'd never heard of it before, I don't recall. Um, but once we calm, I calmed down, <laughs> we lay in a field and we just watched this heavenly spectacle, these heavenly lights moving around. For those of you that want to know what, what it is about, and I, as you know, you know me well enough to know that I'm no scientist, I'm no mathematician or anything like that, but apparently um, ions of um, s uh, solar wind clash with, collide with atoms of oxygen, and the energy that's produced from those creates these amazing, spectacular colours in the sky. But today, in our account we come to a more awesome heavenly visitation. The radiant light um, around one of the angels appearing all of a sudden out of the blue. Uh, and it was up to the angel of the Lord to explain to the shepherds what on earth was going on. And not only one angel, but a whole concert of angels together, a heavenly choir. Wow, just, I mean, what would you do? I mean, for me, seeing the Aurora Borealis was amazing, but I mean, like, imagine you just saw this heavenly choir of angels appearing to you, feeling it must be a dream of some kind, that you're kind of hallucinating or something, but all your mates around you are all completely fixed on this same occurrence, all at the same time. We received a lovely card this week with a wonderful poem in it. Um, it's from a friend who really likes sheep, okay? But inside, they're printed from the Song of the Shepherds. And um, I just read the first little part of it. They say that once, almost before time, the stars with shining voices 
serenaded the newborn world. The night could not contain their boundless praise. We thought that just a poem. Until the night, a song of solar glory, unutterable, unearthly, eclipsed the luminaries of the night as though the world were exercised of dark and coming to itself began again. Until the night, a song of solar glory, unutterable, unearthly, eclipsed the luminaries of the night. So why? Why do you think that the angel appeared to these particular shepherds? I mean, it's an agrarian society at that time particularly. So there must have been loads of shepherds around, hanging out on the hillside, looking after their sheep. As I thought about this, um, in terms of those who feature around the birth of Jesus at that time. Um, these guys were such a contrast to the learned, wise, rich men, people who came from um, Persia. They were such a contrast. I mean, these guys were, were nobodies, really. They were lowly. They were on a minimum wage. You can bet your bottom dollar on that one. They were not learned, Otherwise, they'd presumably been doing some other job somewhere else in Bethlehem. They were down-to-earth men just out to make a living, not pretending to be wise. And then secondly, I kind of thought they were open, okay? They listened, they were available, and they had some get-up-and-go about them, as we'll see. They responded to this great visitation. They were ready for a journey of exploration. You know, the angels didn't command the shepherds to go and seek the child. They did say, you will find, but they didn't say, come on guys, up quick, get off, off you go. Nothing like that. They just told them where the baby would be found. And it was the shepherds who responded and explored what on earth was going on in the sleepy little town of Bethlehem. It seems that God, and therefore his messenger, the angel, knew that these, these shepherds had hearts that were ready to respond. These guys had been ready to receive that angelic choir that burst upon them on that cold, dark night. They'd not run away in fear, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, I explained how fearful I was when I first saw the Aurora Borealis because I didn't know what was happening. So it would have been quite understandable if they'd said, guys, let's just get out of here. What on earth is going on? When I first read this passage, knowing I was speaking about the shepherds today, you know, the first thing that caught my eye um, was the fact that after the angels had left, they said to one another, let's go. Let's go. It was amazing. They were so up for this adventure. Obviously, you know, an angelic choir would be an impactful thing, um, but it didn't seem they sat around pontificating, thinking about, oh, what was the nature of that strange occurrence that just happened? Or um, whether something so out of this world could be telling them the truth 
about the Messiah, or, um, well, we'll need to find some cover for the sheep if we go. I mean, you know, there doesn't seem to be any of that going on in the aftershock of such an appearance. It might be reasonable to say, well, oh, come on, guys, let's just calm down here. Let's just settle down. Let's, uh, you know, think about this for a while and make a plan. Not these shepherds. They were up for this journey, the journey of exploration. Would they find the baby? Was this angel telling the truth? Let's go. They encourage one another in their pursuit of the truth. I wonder if we've got the same appetite for meeting the Savior. They just said, let's go. Have we got that same appetite for meeting the Savior? They acted on this revelation from God that they'd had in the sky. Some of you will remember Kathy preaching a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she mentioned a couple who'd visited us. Um, They'd come from Iran, And their story was that one night when she was, um, Atina her name is, um, when she was 19, she had a dream. And it was a dream of Jesus uh, coming to her. And she said that night after night, she had this same dream of Jesus coming to her. Now, she had no knowledge of Jesus. She, She didn't know anything about Jesus. She was a devout Muslim. So I asked her, seemed an obvious question. How did you know it was Jesus? And she said, because he introduced himself to me. And I, I was just aghast, really, you know, hearing this story. It seemed so obvious, but I was trying to imagine Jesus coming in a dream to her. Now, many of us might shun such an experience. I'm looking around the room. I guess there's quite a number of us that probably think, oh, do you know, I had too much cheese or something. You know, that we, would just, we would just try and put it out of our minds. But, you know, um, especially for those years when she, if she'd heard of Jesus at all, she'd have heard he was a prophet, um, he was a good teacher, he was a good man. And maybe there's a lot of people around today that hear just the same thing. Oh, you know, he was just a good man. He was just, you know, somebody who lived a long time ago. And yet he's so much more than this, as this last went on to tell us. After these dreams continuing, I asked, well, what happened then? She said, well, I rang. Now, I don't, I, such a long time since I've... What is that directory inquiries number? Is it 118118? Is it still that number? Such a long time since I've ever done it. We all just Google it now, don't we? But it used to be 118. Do you remember that daft advert on the television with those two guys running up and down? Anyway, she rang a director inquiry number in Iran and said, can you tell me where a church is? Such was her journey of exploration. She wasn't just thinking, okay, I've had too much cheese. She was saying, Jesus has come to me repeatedly in a dream, and I need to find out about him. I need to explore about him. So she dialed the, the, the number, and um, can you give me the number for a church? And um, it led her, not to a manger, but to someone who explained the truth about Jesus, uh, the same Savior who came to meet her. Isn't that an amazing story of how God breaks into a situation and she, Atina, went on a journey of exploration to find out who this Jesus was. The angels gave a clue 
They told the shepherds they would see a sign on their journey of exploration. This is how they would know. They would see a babe wrapped snugly up in strips of cloth. I don't suppose there were Daymart or thermals. Uh, There were probably just any old thing that were lying around or something from that the parents had been wearing at the time. It was a strange sight. There was no maternity unit. There was no home birth, no water birth or anything like that. It was just in a hidden stable in a grotty manger. The babe would be lying, worshipped and adored in the lowliest of places imaginable. I have a friend who was in Bethlehem last week, and this is the sign of the babe in a manger today. In Bethlehem, in the church, the babe is under the rubble. It's a very telling sign of what is going on in our world today. And we grieve with those who are grieving in our world today. Um, And the conflict that's going on is a very telling sign. And I felt it was just too poignant, really, to not show you what Bethlehem, the church in Bethlehem, has in the manger today. It has a babe under the rubble because they believe that God enters our world in our brokenness today and God is under the rubble. Many people say, where is God? God is under the rubble. God feels the pain and shares the pain of what is going on in our world today. And today, God gives signs too. Um, He points the way in our journeys of exploration. God doesn't hide away. Do you remember that song we sing? He entered our world, his glory veiled. Yet he wants to be accessible to all who will explore, like the shepherds. I wonder if there have been pointers or signs that we have received, and yet we don't follow the trail to the manger. We don't go all the way in seeking the Savior. We stop short. We try to explain away the words, the signs. Can I encourage you this morning just to Remember those signs of his coming, of his seeking you, of his presence. Follow the signs on your own journey. And secondly, the journey was a journey of faith. Um, Whatever they had known previously, you know, maybe they were keen Jews, maybe they knew all about the fact that we were waiting for a Messiah to come and deliver them, or maybe they knew nothing. We said they probably weren't very learned people, but they may have learned through family or Jewish tradition. But when the angel spoke, they stepped out to explore. They looked for the sign. And for the shepherds, if you read the message, it says, seeing was believing. Seeing was believing. When they saw this babe, they knew it was true. They didn't waste time. They found it just as the angel had said. Verse 20, David read to us, it was just as the angel had told them. But when they set out, I mean, they were in this field, this kind of weird thing happened, But they went, they said, let's go. But they were going in faith, really. They didn't know how it would end up. And when some of us who may be exploring faith, we are really not sure where the journey is going to end up. But can I encourage you to press on in that journey of faith, of growing 
in faith. When um, Thomas, um, uh, the, one of the disciples of Jesus, he wasn't with the other disciples when Jesus appeared to them. So this is fast forward after the cross, after the resurrection, and Jesus appears to his disciples. And Thomas said, I am not going to believe, I won't believe until I have put my fingers in the nail prints. And then Jesus graciously appeared to Thomas and showed himself to Thomas. And Jesus says, because you have seen me, literally, Thomas saw Jesus, you have believed. He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We will not have that same experience of Jesus coming and the nail prints after his death and resurrection. But this was the moment the shepherds got in on the good news. They entered the kingdom of heaven as they believed. And Thomas and countless others throughout ages have followed suit as they have followed the sign and seen the Savior. I'm not a very person that's big into poems, but I wanted to read another one that's come across my attention in the last couple of years. It's called BCAD, Before Christ, Anno Domini. And I'm just going to put it up as well here. It's small, but I'll read it. This was the moment when before turned into after, and the future's uninvented timekeepers presented arms. This was the moment when nothing happened, only dull peace sprawled boringly over the earth. This was the moment when even energetic Romans could find nothing better to do than counting heads in remote provinces. And this was the moment when a few farm workers and three members of an obscure Persian sect walked haphazard by starlight straight into the kingdom of heaven. Friends, God will show up in whatever way he chooses into your life. Expect the unexpected. For my Iranian friend, it was a dream. For the shepherds, an angel. For Moses, a burning bush. Perhaps it's been the life of a friend, through the life of a friend. Are you up for that journey of faith? Is this the moment you've seen the light, followed the sign, and walk into the kingdom of heaven? And thirdly, for the shepherds, it was a journey of witness. Verse 17 said, They told everyone what the angel had said. The people were astonished. What now? Here? This long-awaited saviour? The shepherds just told it as it was. And then they went back to their day job, tending sheep, but praising God as they went. Transformation had taken place. They had encountered the saviour, the darkness banished by the light. The end of the, at the end of the um, poem, The Song of the Shepherds, I'm just going to read that because it says, it says it as it is for these shepherds. Later, we returned to the flock. The night was ominously black. The stars were sh- silent as the sheep. Nights pass year on year. 
we clutch our meagre cloaks against the cold. Our ageing pipers' fumbling fingers play, night after night, an earthly echo of the song that banished dark. It has stayed with us. The darkness that banished the light. <clears throat> I wonder if we tell people around us, as the shepherds did, about our experience of meeting Christ the Saviour. Are we too on a journey of witness? Verse 10 of our passage says, The angels brought good news that will bring joy to all people. Yes, everyone. This news is for everyone. And we get in on sharing this story wherever we are. John 1, uh, the Gospel of John in the first chapter says, To all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. The good news is for all people, wherever they are, around you, around our world. Yes, we and others around us get to walk haphazard by starlight into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. This baby whom the angels worshipped has opened the way for us to know God. May we know him more this Christmas time. Let's take a moment to pray. God, you took ordinary people, shepherds, getting on with their day job, and you revealed yourself to them. And they said, let's go. They followed you. They just wanted to find out. They wanted to know who you were. And I pray, God, that that same spirit of adventure, being up for a journey with you, that you would give us that in our hearts, that whatever that looks like, wherever we are doing, whatever our day jobs are, that we would be those, God, who say, let's go, let's follow, let's seek Jesus, let's tell other people about what we have learned about you. So help us, God, we pray, over this Christmas time, that we would worship you as you deserve. We ask that and pray that for one another in the name of Jesus. Amen.